Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Thank you guys so much for coming tonight. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully we'll have a couple more people uh, sneak in as we're, we're getting going. Uh, but sincerely, thank you for, you know, everyone who's here tonight, but those who have been here every single week. Um, our goal is really just to create a class, uh, create an opportunity to talk about and, and teach about how to spend time uh, reading God's Word, how to engage Bible reading and journaling. You know, we're in this, se- this series as a church talking about the secret place. And uh, as we came into the new year, it was something we really wanted to make a big effort uh, to help our church, our congregation, to equip people to really engage the secret place. You know, every part of our life, it's lived from the inside out. So the Bible says out of the abundance of our heart, our whole life is lived. And so, so much of our life, it can uh, be, be improved when we get it in the right order and we put the secret place in its proper place and say, God, I need a time with you every single day where I'm being freshly filled with your spirit, where I'm growing in my knowledge and my wisdom and my understanding, where I'm being equipped by you. And it can be something that for a lot of people, not just people who are new to church, but people who have been in church for a long time, they can just be kind of intimidating because I don't, I don't really know what that looks like. And I don't feel like I'm good at it. And so we just want to end this month as we're doing 30 for 30 and encouraging people to jump in 30 days, 30 minutes a day as a starting place to spend time with God. Uh, we wanted to create something that's hopefully been helpful. So hopefully this has been helpful. Hopefully uh, God has used it to maybe teach you or show you some things and um, to equip you to help other people. So uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and get going, and I'm going to do a little bit of recap just to remind you where we've been. Uh, we talked about the very first week how God's Word, one of its primary purposes, is God, through His Word, He ministers to us. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say it even though you know, it, it probably doesn't you know, bear repeating, but we, we have a God, we serve a God who He loves us more than we can possibly know. God, He has an unconditional, unending, never-failing love for us that the Bible says the height, the depth, the width, the, the, the width of it, it's beyond our natural ability to understand God. He, he has careful concern for our life. I love that the Bible says cast all of your care on God. Why? Because God cares for you. And, and, and the primary purpose of God's Word is not just to get smarter. It's not just to have more Bible knowledge, but God wants to meet with you every single day. We read Psalm, um, by the way, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture tonight. So if you're a note taker, I'd say get your pen ready. I'm going to give you a bunch of scripture. We won't have time to read all of them, uh, but I'll give you lots of references you can write down uh, if you want to go read them and study them in your own time. But But we read the first week, Psalm uh, 119, verse 97 through 100, where the psalmist writes, Oh, how I love your law, for for it is you. We we did this the first week, we'll do it again. Say you. Okay, so God, it's you through your law, through your word, that gives me wisdom and meets with me. We, 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 We use this example, and I just think it's a good example. Um, we probably all have meetings or things that we're doing, uh, maybe pre, but definitely post-COVID, that we're doing on Zoom. And I don't meet with Zoom. 
I, I'm, we're getting ready for our youth winter camp, and I'm, I'm kind of directing our camp, and it's got 12 other churches that are coming. And I was on a call yesterday, and I didn't meet with Zoom. I met with six other uh, youth pastors that are kind of helping put this together. And, and Zoom, it was simply the, the, the vehicle that we met through. The, the psalmist, he says, oh, God, how I love your word because it's you through your word that meets with me daily, that gives me more wisdom than the ancients, that, that helps me to be wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. So we talked about how God's word administers to us. And, and before we come to God's word to just get smarter, we want to come to God's word saying, God, this is about relationship. First and foremost, God, this is about relationship. You love me. You have careful concern for my life. You know what's before me. You know what's coming up. You know my fear, my insecure. You know all that's going on. And so I'm coming to, to you today, Lord Jesus, saying, minister to me. Help me. Heal me. Encourage me. Build me back up. Give me the confidence that I need. I love Psalm 23. It talks about how God, he's the shepherd, and he leads us beside still waters and green pastures. And I love the portion of Psalm 23 that it says, He prepares a banqueting table before us in the presence of our enemies. I was thinking about that earlier this week and thinking how if I'm not careful, I can come to, to God's word. I can come to the secret place because life is going on and I got situation, circumstance. And I'm like, all right, God, this is my time where I'm gearing up to fight. But I was thinking about how Psalm 23, it doesn't say that who God, he gives me a sword in the presence of my enemies. No, that, 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 that can be applicable because we, we want to fight the good fight of faith. But, but I was meditating on how Psalm 23 says, he prepares a table before, for me in the presence of my enemies. I, I know there's stuff going on. I know there's challenges. But hey, real quick, this is about you. I want to feed and nourish you. I want to help you. I want to heal you. And so we talked about how God's word, it ministers to us. We, all of us, life, it affects us all, does it not? And the, the ups and downs of just, we need the ministry of God's word to daily build us up. I don't know where the scripture is. I'm sure someone will bring it to me uh, because a couple people have brought me scriptures in this class, as I've said something, but I didn't know where it was, but there's a scripture where the, uh, the Apostle Paul, he writes, even though my outward man is perishing, my inward man's being renewed day by day. Even if the outside is getting crazier, I need a place to go where my inner man can be renewed day by day. L last week, we, we talked about how, how, how the scripture administers to us, but it also equips us. Every single one of us, there is, a, there is a good work, a purpose, and a plan that God has for us. And Ephesians 2.10 says, We are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus to do good works. But then 2 Timothy 3.16-17, Pastor Gil uh, taught on it this past Sunday, that it's, it says that God's, uh, all of God's the Scripture, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's useful to teach us and correct us in all of these things. Verse 17, So that... The man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped, lacking nothing, prepared for every good work. So I come to God's word and God, I, 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 I thank you that you minister to me through your word. But not only do you minister to me, but you begin to teach me. You, you begin to, to correct me. You begin to mold me and, and prepare me for every good 
work? Why do I need God's word? Because I need ministry. Because I, I, I need the shepherd of my soul to prepare a table for me and for him to feed me and nourish me and, and, and build me up. Why do I need God's word? Because God has a purpose and a plan for my life. And I need a coach. I need a mentor. I, I love Pastor Wayne Cordero, a pastor in Hawaii. He wrote a book years ago called The Divine Mentor, one of my favorite books. I would encourage you to read it, The Divine Mentor. And it was all about how God, he mentors us through the scriptures, and how there's, there's a lot of mentors that we can go to, but he talks about how his favorite mentors are found in the pages of Scripture and how God has used men like Jeremiah and Daniel and David to mentor and to, to train him and equip him. And so we, we need God's Word. Here's what I want to talk about tonight. Um, I want to talk about tonight, um, <clears throat> how do we begin to grow? Someone say grow. grow. How do we begin to grow in the Scripture? Uh, there's a story or an example. I'm sure you've heard it if you've been around uh, our church for any length of time. Um, I, I've heard our, our senior pastor, Pastor Gill, which, by the way, is also my dad. You know that. Um, I get. I, I feel like whenever I say dad, I get someone going, hey, 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 you know, he's your pastor. You should call him pastor. And whenever I say pastor, I get someone like, hey, 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 he's your dad. Why don't you call him dad? I'm like, I can't win. I'm just going to call him. I'm just going to say Gill from now on. Gil, I'm kidding. <laughs> But, but he, he tells this, this story, uses this example that isn't it interesting how you, you can get a job in pretty much any field. And if you're there for about a year, there's a certain expectation of knowledge and skill that you have. You stay at that job for five years. There's a certain level of expectation, knowledge and skill that you have. You say that for 10, 15, 20 years, there's an expectation that is normal, that, that is totally acceptable of, of knowledge and, and skill you have. And he, he's used an example before. Why is it that one of the only places where that isn't true is in our relationship with God? That you can serve God for a year and not really have any more knowledge or any more skill. Knowing him, knowing his ways, in applying the scripture and living out the, the will of God for your life. There's people that have been, been in church, believers, for 20 years. And, and yet, and yet we, we have not normalized the same expectation that, that we should be growing. We should be increasing in our knowledge, our wisdom, our understanding of the scripture, of the ways of God, the word of God. We should be increasing in our skill to apply the scripture and live out the purpose and plan that God has for our life. I want to read you this scripture, uh, 2 Timothy 2, 15. Uh, it, it's, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it says this, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, but who rightly divides the word of truth. I want to read it one more time. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I want to give you a couple of definitions just because I think it's helpful. Um, the word uh, be diligent or the phrase be diligent, some translations uh, translate it just study. So, so some translations, yes, sir. 2 Timothy 2.15. Um, 
some, some translations say study, other translations say, say diligent, but the Greek translation of that phrase is this word spudadso, which means to hasten, exert oneself, move quickly, endeavor, and give great diligence to something. Um, the, 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 the other word approved in the scripture, be diligent to present yourself approved, is the Greek word dokmios, dokimos. As I'm looking at it, it's D-O-K-I-M-O-S. And all day I've looked at it and I've just thought dominoes. But I know it's not dominoes. Uh, but it, uh, it is a Greek word which means this, to be pleasing and acceptable to one. So, so listen to this. So, so Paul writes, be diligent, exert yourself, endeavor, hasten, move quickly to, to be one who is pleasing or acceptable in, in God's eyes. In, in what area? Well, it says in, in, in rightly dividing, the, the word uh, or the phrase rightly dividing in the Greek is a word uh, or thought to, to mow. I promise you. I like practice these per, pronunciations, and I can't even say that word. Like earlier, and, and I'm, while I'm doing it, I'm thinking, I'm not going to remember how to say this. I know I'm not, and I'm proving myself. But it's a Greek word which means to make straight and smooth, to, be hand, to handle rightly, and to be able to teach truth directly and with accuracy. So what Paul is telling us is that as believers, it's the will of God for us to be diligent, work hard, and give ourselves to studying the scripture so that we can rightly apply and teach it in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to God. You, you, you all, you, we all know this if you're a parent. Have you ever told one, one of your kids before to go give the rest of the kids a message? <laughs> and, and you're in one part of the house and you're listening to the translation of that message and it is not the message that you, you sent at all. It, 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 there's, there's a disconnect there. But, but how pleasing is it as a mom or a dad to send one of your kids with a message to the rest of them and it's, and it's translated accurately? Paul says, be diligent. Be, 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 be diligent and exert yourself to study to show yourself approved, one who is well-pleasing to the Lord in the area of rightly dividing and understanding the Scripture so that you have the ability to teach it. But by the way, we're all teachers of God's Word. I'll prove it to you. All of us as believers, we, we've been commissioned with Him. And what is the Great Commission? Go into all the world, make disciples, and teach them the things that I've taught you. So you might not have the gift of teaching. You might not be called to be a teacher or a preacher on a platform with a mic, but every one of us as believers, there's a calling on our life from Lord Jesus to not only reach people with the good news, but to come alongside people and teach them, to come alongside people and help them, to come alongside people. And Paul goes, be diligent to grow in your understanding of Scripture so you can rightly divide the truth for your life and, for, and, and for, for the edification of others in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. And so I, I want to give you five just quick thoughts tonight 
And uh, some of them I have scripture for, some of them are, are just my experience, and um, I'm sure there is scripture for them, but, but I, I wasn't able to find any readily. Um, and I'm going to give you just five thoughts tonight that have been really helpful for me and that I've learned over the years in how to grow, someone say grow, in how to grow in my understanding and grow in my knowledge of God's Word. Number one, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, but it's just simply this, use good resources. Use good resources. Uh, there are so many men and women of God who have gone before us and who have so much more wisdom, understanding, and knowledge than we do. And, and we should, as the Holy Spirit leads us, we'll talk about this in a minute, but we should take advantage of every resource that's been created to help us grow. A couple of resources that I wrote down that have been really helpful for me. Um, number one, a good study Bible. I, a good study Bible can make all the difference. A good study Bible that has great scripture references, that's going to help you connect this scripture to that scripture, that has great footnotes, that has great commentary in it. Uh, my all-time favorite, um, I can't even give you any of the reason other than I've been using it for like a lot of years, is the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. Um, it's one of my favorite study Bibles. I think it's such a good study Bible. But, but a good study Bible can make all the difference. Um, uh, second one is this, is an online resource. I'm sure there's lots of them, but here's one that I use. Uh, just simply called Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible is such a good resource that I use pretty much every single day in the secret place as I'm kind of journaling a scripture. I'm always going to Blue Letter Bible. I have the app on my phone, the app on my iPad. It's on my computer. And I'm always going there and just looking at what does this word mean? What does this phrase mean? What, what's the scripture look like in, in different translations? Um, we've talked about this, but just a really good journal and Bible reading plan. If, if you're anything like me, when I don't use a plan, I end up reading the same scriptures over and over again. It's all the chapters and books that I really like and I'm familiar with and it's easy reading, but I avoid the ones that I don't like so much and I'm not so familiar with. But just a good Bible reading plan. It's going to take you at your pace through the scripture. Um, this last one, I just put books, books, and we're going to talk about this here in a second, but uh, books that you can find that men and women of God have written books on subjects in the scripture not just inspirational, devotional, but, but there's so many great authors that write books that help you to gain understanding in the scripture. And, and then I wrote down this other one, just commentaries. There's so many commentaries, theologians and scholars who have taken time to, um, to dissect the scripture and, and to give their thoughts and, and their takes on it. And so but my point is there's so many good resources. And, and, and I just think that if we're going to be students of God's word, that again, in, in, unless this is how you're wired, um, it's not how I'm wired. I'm not saying you should go use all of them tomorrow. But the point is that if I want to grow, I've been really helped and really aided by just finding really good resources. Uh, this is the point. I'll probably say this multiple times tonight. Um, but there are so many in our church. By, by the way, sometimes it can be one of the most intimidating things for me to stand on a platform and to preach at our church. Not because of an insecurity, but because we just have so many brilliant men and women of God uh, who have who've served God for, for so much of their lifetime and have long track records of just fruitful ministry. There are so many people in our church that um, I, I, could, I, I could connect you with some, but people that are resources. And um, I, I, I've always found it's helpful to ask people, hey, what do you use? How do you study? And so my point is, number one, use good resources. Number two, and I want to give a little bit of explanation on this one, um, but feed 
on Bible teaching that is sound in doctrine and theology. This is more of a personal one, one for me, but I'll, I'll just read you what I wrote. Uh, much of how you view the scripture and how you interpret it, it comes from what you have been taught or what you're being taught. What you've been taught acts like a filter that when you're reading and studying scripture, you see it through. This is why it is so important that we sit under the right ministers of God's word. Now, I, I, I will not stand up here and, and start trying to give you a list of who are the right. That, that honestly is between, between you and the Lord. And, and I'm, I'm not going to say this person's right and this person's wrong, although there, there are some strong cases to make. But we, we have so many resources today. And we have so many different ways that we can consume the teaching and preaching of God's Word. We, we have to be feeding on the Word of God all the time. I don't just need a quick study time in the morning. I need to be getting the teaching and the preaching of God's Word into my heart, into my ears. And i got to find good, solid Bible teaching, sound doctrine and theology, men and women of God who are teaching the Bible. Why? Because it's helping me grow. I, I know one of the greatest boosts when, when I was 17, 18, just, just kind of just, just le leaning into this, was I found one person who, man, the way they taught the scripture, it just came alive to me. And I, I, I think I, I listened to that person, you know, back then it was CDs. Um, and so I would, I would download it on my computer and burn it. And I, I think I, I listened for probably, you know, a solid year. To, to this person preaching and teaching and all, all that was available, like I mean, all day long, on the way to school, on the way home from school, at night when I'm cleaning the church, always consuming. Here's what I found, that so much of my personal study of, of God's word, it increased because I'm being taught and my theology, my doctrine is being shaped. I'm in Bible college too, but, but so, so much of what I'm learning is coming from feeding on, on the ministry of God's word. And then I would go to God's word and all of a sudden I'd start seeing things I'd never saw before. I'd start connecting dots that, you know, I, I didn't hear them talk about this, but, but and it increased. Now, a couple of thoughts. Here's what someone told me when I was pretty young and it really, really helped. Um, they, they said, uh, when it comes to, and by the way, this is just opinion, so don't, don't get mad at me or, or throw something at me. But, but they said, when, when, it, when it comes to listening and, and, and fe feeding on teaching, they said, my advice to you, Brandon, by 18 years old, my advice to you is, is pick two to three people max that you find just God really ministers to you through their teaching. And he said, make sure, talk to your leaders, your pastors, and make sure that you feel like these are really credible people that are going to help you move in the right direction. And here's the piece of advice that he gave me, and I'm not just saying this because I'm in the position that I'm in. But he said, here's the other thing I'll tell you, Brandon. No one is healthy when they eat out more than they eat at home. Eat at home more than you eat out. And what they were saying to me was, it's really easy to all of a sudden get really fascinated with all these podcasts and, and, and to miss the teaching and ministry of God's word in the place that God planted you. It, it, it was such a lifesaver to me because I'm listening to this person and, and really it was one person, but, 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 but I really wasn't taking time to, to meditate and to listen back and get in my heart what, what our senior pastor was preaching. And, and he said, Brandon, if you want to be, eat at home more than you eat out. In other words, give priority to God. You've called me to this house 
You've called me to this church. You've placed me under this, this pastor, but you've placed me under Pastor Gil and Debbie. And, and yes, I want to feed on your word from other sources, but God, I want to feed on your word from the home source. Because you've called me here, you've planted me here. I'm telling you, feeding on the ministry of God's word, it will help you to grow. Um, I wrote this down, it might be helpful, but how do I know if uh, someone has sound doctrine and theology? Uh, number one question is just, do they teach the Bible? This, this may not be much of a shock to you, but there are, I'm finding lots of pastors and leaders who uh, they're not teaching the Bible anymore. Even people that I used to, to, to really find that, man, they, like their ministry ministers to me. And, and, and I listen to them nowadays and go, you're not teaching the Bible anymore. These are really great inspirational thoughts, but, 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 but you're not teaching me. So I ask myself, are they teaching me the Bible? Number two, um, do, do they line up with, 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 with where God has called me to be? So, so again, this isn't a plug for our church, but I just know that God, you've called me here. This is the house you've planted me in. And things that are so sideways, I'm, Lord, does it line up with where you've called me to be right now? Does it line up with the place you've called me to be in this season? Uh, the third one I wrote down um, is just, does it bear witness with, with, with my spirit? I'm, I'm in, in, in recent days, I've, I've listened. I love listening to sermons, by the way. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a sermon junkie, and I, I have to take my own medicine and go, no, no, don't. Like, just l- listen, listen to, to, to fewer people. But I find myself listening going, just something, just something doesn't sit right with me. And I can't put my finger on it, but I've learned to, to be quick to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So does it, does it bear witness with my spirit? And then um, num- number four, I just wrote this down. Um, ask trusted pastors and leaders in your life and get their take on it. There, there's been a number of times that pastors, leaders in my life, I'm so thankful for. They've pulled me aside and say, hey, I hear you talking about so-and-so a lot. Yeah, awesome. That, that, that's great. Could I share with you some concerns that I have? And, and, and they, they weren't being mean or ugly, but, but they were helping me to see things that I, I didn't even see. Now, here's why I think that's a big deal. Because, because out of the abundance of our heart, our life is lived. I, I, I was talking to someone one time, and they were having such a hard time in their relationship with God. Have you ever just, maybe you've been here before, but maybe you've met someone and, and just feels like they're becoming more tangled and, and kind of just going down this real slippery slope. And this person was really struggling. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with my faith and I'm struggling with this. And, and we get to talking. And, and it kind of came out in conversation that, that, that they, were, they were listening to like six or seven different preachers. They didn't know this, but who all had completely contrasting doctrines and theologies and views on Scripture. And they're listening to this podcast and they were consuming so much stuff. And I said, well, no wonder you're confused because you're listening to seven different voices speaking into the same thing with seven different opinions. And you're going, God, I'm I'm spinning. I I just think it's a big deal that we say, God, I want to feed on, on the teaching of your word. I want to, I want to be led by your Holy Spirit. And I want to make sure that what I'm feeding on is good, sound Bible teaching and theology. Amen? Amen. Okay. That, I was nervous about that one because I felt like I was going to dig myself into a hole. Um, n- n- number three, write this down. Uh, just connect all the dots. So how, how do I grow? Number one, use good resources. Number two, feed 
on Bible teaching that's sound in doctrine theology. Number three, connect all the dots. As you're reading and studying the scripture, grab all the scriptures that you feel are sticking out to you. And then investigate and ask the question, how, how do these work together in what God is speaking to you? Now, I'll, I'll say this, what we're talking about, how, how do I grow in, in my understanding of Scripture when I'm spending time in the secret place? So I know that there, there, there's some other things to be said about studying the Scripture uh, from a, a more scholarly approach, but, but in the secret place, here's what, here's what I've learned. That as I'm reading, maybe you've learned this too or you've experienced it. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example from, from last week. Um, but, but as I'm reading... I'll have a bunch of different scriptures that kind of just, they, they kind of stick out. I'll highlight them or I'll circle them or I'll underline them and I'll just keep, keep, keep reading. And then I'll have one that really jumps out. Oh, this is, this is what the Lord is speaking to me. But here's what I've learned. Oftentimes, if I'll go back, I'll track back through, through the day's reading and, and I'll compare and contrast this thing that really stuck out to me with some of the other things that kind of stuck out, dots start connecting. And my, my, my understanding of what God's saying increases. All of a sudden, my understanding of what, of what the Scripture teaches increases. I'll give you the example. Last week, I was stressed about something that Jenny and I were trying to, 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 to uh, figure out in our finances. We had a, a thing that came up that we had to meet a need. And it's like, all right, Lord, we don't have this just right here. And so, Lord, help us too. And so, I was thinking about that last Wednesday. And we came into this class. Sat down at the table, and our reading last week was, I believe it was Luke chapter 11. I believe it's what it was. Luke 11 and Proverbs 11, I think. I'll have to look at the date. But, 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 but the scripture that just jumped off the page was in Luke 11 where Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given. Knock, and the door will be open. Seek, and you will find. And right when I read it, it's almost like I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. You're not involving me in this situation. You, you, you've been thinking about this all day. You, you've been in your mind trying to figure out how you're going to make it work. You haven't stopped to include me and involve me. And I knew exactly what the Holy Spirit he, he was saying, Brandon, you, you need to ask. If you will ask, I will answer. If you will seek, you will find. If you will knock, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open up a door. So I, I highlight that. But then we go over to Proverbs chapter 11. I think it's Proverbs chapter 11. Um, it, had, it had to have been if it was Luke 11, but, but it says, um, I can't think of the scripture reference, but it says, um, there is one who withholds, more, uh, there, there, there's one who scatters, and yet he increases more. There's one who scatters, yet he increases, but there's one who withholds, and, and yet he's always in lack. It says, the generous eye will be made rich, and he who waters will water himself. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting Luke chapter 11, ask and seek and knock, but then it's just, it, it, it's habit of mine now. And so I go back over to Proverbs and I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, this, and all of a sudden, sudden the Lord connected another dot. Hey, hey, you know, one of the things, Brandon, when, when finances get tight is you have an inclination to hold things tight. You, you, you know, Brandon, when, when money, you have an inclination to, to do this. And, and I want you to see as you're asking me, as you're praying, as you're believing me, inviting me into the situation, simultaneously, son, I need you to open up your hands and be willing to be generous and give and be a blessing as I lead you, if I lead you, even if you don't think you have it. 
And just sitting right here at the table, I'm, I'm connecting the dots. I have found that so much of, of uh, growth and understanding the scripture, it comes when we realize that the Bible interprets the Bible If we will allow the Bible to help us, the Bible will give us greater revelation into itself. The Bible says this in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Our our wisdom, our understanding, of it it grows little by little by little, daily. I I use this quote, I think, the first week, but it's Dr. David Shibley quote, um, who's the the founder of Global Advance, but he says, consistency eventually works exponentially. My favorite word in that little phrase is the word eventually. Consistency works exponentially. That's not true because I went to the gym for a week. Consistency... (laughs) eventually works exponentially. When we are consistent to study the scripture, when we are consistent to line upon line, precept upon precept, hear a little, just consistent day by day, going to the scripture, reading, capturing, connecting this dot. And when we're consistent, consistency eventually, it works exponentially. I wrote this down to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. I, I love that the, that the Lord, He gives us His Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth, but He's also given us His Word to help us gain greater insight and revelation in, in, into His Word. So connect all the dots. Make it a habit and a practice of as, as you're reading. Don't just take one Scripture. Take the one Scripture God, God may be speaking to you, but think. Ask the Lord. I, I can't tell you how many times that I'm, um, I'm journaling a scripture and, and while I'm writing, all of a sudden, I just start thinking of other scriptures. And it's, it's a discipline. It's a habit. It requires a little extra time. But a lot of times you're like, we know because we listen to you teach and preach. But a lot of times I don't, I don't know where it is. Like we, we know. You, you say often you don't know where it is. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm stopping. I'm just Googling. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll type in like half a verse and Google, uh, there it is. And, and by the time I'm done, I might have four or five other verses written down in my journal, but, but it's just a discipline to go, I want to connect the dots, and I want to take time to study this scripture further by going to more scripture, by, 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 by looking at all the things God is saying to me. And so connect the dots. Number four, this is my favorite one because it's often so overlooked. If you want to grow in the scripture, you want to grow in wisdom and understanding and line upon line, precept upon precept. If you want to grow, number four, obey the scripture. Obey the scripture. I want to read you a couple of verses that uh, this truth just literally jumps off the page. Uh, Proverbs one twenty three. listen to this. Turn at my rebuke. So, hey, when I'm speaking to you, when I'm talking to you, turn, obey. Take heed to what I'm saying. Listen to what it says. Turn at my rebuke and surely, surely, I will pour out my spirit on you and I'll make my words known to you. What a powerful scripture. Son, turn at my rebuke. Hey, when I'm speaking to you, listen, and surely I'll pour my spirit upon you and I'll make my words known to you. Listen to this, Mark chapter 4, verse 24. He said to them, Take heed 
to what you hear. For with the same measure, repeat it for emphasis, with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Jesus says, take heed to what you hear. Take heed to what you hear. For with the same measure that you use it, the same measure that you apply it, the same measure that you, that you walk in it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to measure it right back to you. See, we often forget that Jesus, when, when he, in the New Testament, when he says the kingdom of God is like, that he means that. The kingdom of God is like, he, he's giving us insight into how his whole kingdom works. And we, we won't read them, but there's parables that Jesus goes, the kingdom of God is like this. A man entrusted to one this much, to another this much, and to another this much. And based on how they stewarded that, he gave them more. For he who is faithful in the least will be faithful in much, and he who is unfaithful in the least will be unfaithful in much. The kingdom of God operates on stewardship. There's another scripture I want to read. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you've been in church for 20 years. For though by this time you, you ought to be teachers. He says, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he, he's a babe. Listen to this. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age or full maturity. That is, so he's going to tell you those who, who are of full maturity. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. He says, do, do you know who solid, solid meat belongs to? To the mature. To the people that got teeth. They, they, they don't need milk. They're growing. They're maturing. Who are those people? He says, well, it's those who by reason of application by reason of obedience, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. James 1.22 says, be, be doers of the word and not hearers only, so, so only deceiving yourselves. I think so often we, we, we overlook the importance of obedience in our growth. We, we hear a sermon we get a scripture, oh, that's, that's so good, that's, that's so insightful, I'm definitely reposting that, that's so good, so good. And we don't apply it. All right, God, give me more. God goes, oh, no, I, I'm like, I, I, I want to. But like, I'm trying to help you grow. This is not just knowledge, this is for your life, so it's line upon line, son. Give me more, no, I, I want to give you more. But first, use what I'm giving you. Again, you, 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 you know this if you're a parent, but, but, but kids, they often want the whole plan. Hey, can, can, can you just go make sure the room's clean and you get dressed? Where are we going? Just can, can you clean the room and get dressed? But what are we doing today? But can, can, can you, well, what are we, and, and they got a million questions. Hey, listen, I got a plan. I'm, I, 
you're well taken care of. We, don't, don't you worry. I just need you to go clean the room and get dressed. But we're like that. I can't tell you how many seasons that I, I promise you my journal entries, that's literally just the same entry for like months. And it's like, Lord, why every day does it feel like you're using different scriptures to say the exact same thing? <laughs> he goes, because you're not listening to me. And I know you want the next, but you don't get the next until you do the first. You, you don't get, get to move up until you do what I'm telling you. And I, I think so many people, they get frustrated or I'll just say they get stuck. They get stuck right where they are. How have you been in church? And I'm not, I'm not talking about anyone specifically. It's just an example. Um, like, how have you been in church for 15 years? How have you been in church for, th- how have you been in church for so long? And you're still right here. Well, because I don't, I don't apply anything that, that, that God says. I've gotten so accustomed to, to just listening and receiving. And I'm getting more information, so I think I'm growing. But I'm not, though. I'm stuck. Why? Because I'm not applying. I think it's why, why James writes, Be doers of the word, not hearers only, so deceiving yourself. I, I, I think we, we can be deceived into where we actually are at times. I was telling Robbie and Jody, I did a workout class this week. Jenny goes to this place to work out and they're doing a seven day free trial. I'm, I'm gonna try it out. I thought I was pretty in shape. I thought I was pretty fit. And um, I was telling them, I, I told the, the coach, half of the workout, I said, sir, I know we just met, but I think you should know I hate your guts. <laughs> I hate you, man. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna die right now. And, I was deceived. I thought I was more in shape than I was. I am not in that good of shape, apparently. But we can get deceived. Yeah, man, I'm in church all the time. And I re- and be doers of the word, not hearers only. So deceiving yourself. How do I grow? Proverbs 123, turn at my rebuke. I'm speaking to you. I'm talking to you. Make the correction. Like, make the change. Just turn. And I'm going to pour my spirit on you. I'm going to give you revelation and make my word known to you. Why, why God? Oh, because it's a faithfulness issue. It, it's because take heed to what you hear for with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. Well, why does it work that way? Because maturity comes by reason of use. Maturity comes through application. This is not, this is not about perfection. Have you, have you ever tried something for the first time and you were not good at it initially? I, the, by reason of not perfection, by reason of use. God, I'm doing the best I can to put one foot in front of the other and obey the scripture, apply the scripture. I have a friend and he's a pastor and he phrases it this way, I'm doing the best I can to be a man of the word and a man of the spirit. God, I wanna be a man that I'm living in the word of God and living filled and empowered by your spirit. So obedience is a big deal in us taking steps forward. Last one, number five is to memorize and meditate the scripture. Memorize and meditate the scripture. I'll do a quick, 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 quick recap. Um, use good resources. Feed on good Bible teaching that is sound in doctrine and theology. Uh, connect all the dots and take your time to connect those dots and allow the Bible to, to open itself up to you. Uh, number four, obey the scripture. Do what the Bible says. And number five, memorize 
and meditate in the scripture. We need to meditate and memorize uh, God's word for in doing so, we gain greater revelation into what God is saying, both in the scripture, but also to us personally. I'll read you a couple of scriptures. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Colossians 3.2, set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. Lastly, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall shall prosper. Meditating in the scripture, it's chewing on it. It's, it's, it, it's praying it. It's memorizing it. It's, get, it's getting it in our, in, in our heart. It's, it's, it's rehearsing it. It's letting it be what consumes our mind. I, 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 I don't know the science behind this, but, but I, I know all of us, we're, we're wired differently. We're created differently. And so there, there are different ways that God has created our brains to work and different things that work for different people. But, but I'll tell you, for me, and this is just for me, but there's something about memorizing Scripture. And there, there's Scripture for it. The Bible says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sit against you. But there's, but there's something about the process of memorizing Scripture. Just making a discipline to say, God, I can't do every day. Maybe you can, I can't. But God, when, 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 I, when I journal on a scripture, I don't want to close the page and forget about it. I, I don't do it all the time, but sometimes I'll, I'll write it on a little note card. Just write the scripture out. So all right, today, Lord, I'm, I'm memorizing this scripture today. And, 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 and at least, if I don't, can't memorize it, I'm, I'm just going to put this in front of me, and I'm going to take time throughout the day. And I'm going to go back, and I'm going to read this. I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm going I'm to pray through it. I'm going I'm to go back and I'm just going to rehearse it. And again, so, so much of, uh, of the wisdom and revelation the Lord has just given me personally, it, it's come not just in reading, but it's come in the writing and the journaling and the, and the meditating on the Scripture. I think of so many examples. Just, you know, in, in our sanctuary, you know, when, when no one else is here or in, in our house when everyone's sleeping, just... Just, just walking around and taking my Bible, holding my Bible, and just over and over again, just, just rehearsing a scripture, praying it. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God, you promised me that if I will make the secret place my dwelling place, God, God if I'll go to you and and I'll run quickly and I'll hide myself that, that I'll be covered under the shadow of the Almighty. Going through that, oh Lord, you said that though a thousand may fall at my right and ten thousand at my left. It sh- and just taking time to preach to yourself. You, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to say it. Just know that the, the jury's still out in my mind. I heard it recently and it kind of stuck. But I heard a pastor say, you should be the greatest preacher and the greatest prophet of your own life. You should be the greatest preacher and the greatest prophet of your own life. You should be regularly hearing what is God saying to you? What is God speaking to you? What is God talking to you about? And you need to be preaching to yourself and prophesying to yourself. 
this is the word of the Lord for me. What did what David do? David said, come on, Saul, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And David preached to himself all the time in the Psalms. And I just don't think we, we, we oftentimes, and categorically speaking, we're, we make it a habit of preaching to ourselves. We make it a habit of taking the word and just being our own preacher, taking the word and prophesying to ourselves and declaring, this is the word of the Lord for my family. God, you said this. God, you promised this in your word. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, you said ask and you shall receive. God, we have a need right now and I'm coming to you and I'm believing you are faithful to your word. And if I will ask, we got to get good at memorizing and meditating and spending time rehearsing the scripture. I'm telling you so much wisdom and revelation and growth in, in, in the things of God. It comes when we do that. So I'll just one more time and then, then we'll be done. But tips to, to, to grow, to be one who is studying and being diligent to show themselves approved. Use good resources. Use everything you can. Feed on good teaching. Connect the dots. Obey the scripture. Memorize and meditate. and Preach and prophesy to yourself and let God's word come alive in your heart as you're declaring it through, through your mouth. I'm sure that there's probably a hundred other things that we could talk about of ways to grow. But these are some that they're so practical, they're so easy. But I, I really do believe through experience, but also just through the scripture, I believe they make all the difference. They make all the difference. God is calling us to be ones who we study, we're diligent to show ourselves approved so we can rightly divide the scripture for our own life, but also for the lives of all those around us that we're supposed to be teaching and, 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 and helping. Lord, just drop this in my heart and I'll say this and then we'll be done. But I was so challenged yesterday. I was talking to a friend, a good friend of mine, and, and he was telling me, he's like, hey, I got a great story to tell you. I said, yes, yeah, I'd love to hear it. And he was telling me a story about how this past January, we hadn't talked about how this past January, um, he, he got to teach and lay hands on and pray for his eight-year-old son to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and as he, he's telling me kind of just this whole process, and there's little goofy nuances, uh, I'm, the, I'm, I'm being reminded, and, and the, the Lord is telling me, I remember, I mean, most literally because it's your job, but like you're the pastor of your home. So, so, so you need to be teaching your kids. Don't, don't rely on, on kids' ministry. You, you're, the head of, you're the head of your home. You're going to be opening up the Scripture and teaching your kids. And, and obviously it's, you know, it, 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 by, by age and stage. But, but I just say that because I just think we got to be reminded. Like as moms and dads, we are the pastors of our home the leaders of our home. God's giving us opportunity all the time, people around us. And, and the Bible says, study, be diligent, so you can rightly divide the word. So you can with accuracy in a way that is well-pleasing to the Father, live in the scripture, but also teach and help other people in the scripture. This is God's will. And so I'll just wrap it up. So we come to God's word because, oh God, I need you to minister your word to me. I come because, God, I need you to teach me and correct me and mold me and shape me so I can be who you're calling me to, to be and do the good works you have for me. But also, God, as I come in, in, in these areas, I'm, I'm doing my due diligence to study. 
I'm, I'm do, doing my due diligence to, to, to do what I can so that I don't just have inspirational thoughts, but I'm growing in wisdom and understanding and my doctrine and theology is increasing all just because I spend consistent time in the secret place. Consistency eventually works exponentially. I, I, I know that you know, the thought of studying could sound intimidating to some people, but I'll just say it again. Consistency eventually works exponential. It's little by little, line upon line, day upon day. Amen. Can I pray for us? God, uh, Lord, I, I pray tonight. <clears throat> I know we've taken a little bit of extra time, which was not my intention, but Lord, I pray tonight that, uh, that you, Holy Spirit, would stir us freshly and remind us that there is a great calling and a great purpose and a plan for our life. And, and you've given us such a gift in your word. And not only do you, through your word, not only do you desire to minister to us, not only do you desire to, to lead and guide and mold and shape and equip us for the good works you have, but, but God, you, you, you desire that we grow. You, you desire that we have good understanding, that we have good theology and doctrine so that we can rightly divide. And so I just pray that God, any ounce of intimidation that the enemy would try to sow into our heart, I can't do that, that's too hard, I'm, I'm not this, I'm not that. Would, would that just be, be removed right now in Jesus' name? And, and would you help us just, just to see you're inviting us to every day with consistency come to the scripture, to every day come and to, uh, to allow you to teach us. Lord, I pray that these practical thoughts, uh, that God, they would help us just to, in a very practical way, take another step in growth and that consistency eventually would prove to work exponentially in every one of our lives, that we wouldn't be in the same place in a year from now that we are right now, that in five years we wouldn't be in the same place, in 10 years we would not be in the same place, that our ability to rightly divide the word of truth to apply it to our life, to, 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 to live it out, but also to, to, to lovingly equip and teach and encourage and edify. God, would it grow exponentially, all because we're making a decision to just, to just be consistent and consistently study your word. I thank you for what you're speaking to us individually. again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.